Thanks for still listening. And now to finish our story. If that statement were true, then how would it be possible to experience the honeymoon bubble more than once? I'm going to reread the statement. We currently see the state of that bubble as something outside of ourselves and out of our control. We are, after all, just women. That is what society would have us believe, it seems. It takes only a moment to realize that is another misconception we have been continued, conditioned to believe. If that statement were true, then how would it be possible to experience the honeymoon bubble more than once? How would it be possible to love another and dwell inside a new bubble? It is possible because we create the bubble. Created, manifested, however you want to look at it, we do it. That means we also have the ability to control it. I do not like to use the word control or power, even empowerment for that matter, when discussing issues of the feminine because they're masculine words and ideas. I believe women are not really about power and control. Not to say that isn't part of what we've become. I just don't think in a perfect world that would dominate our thought processes. The need for control and power stems from insecurity. It is the bully that is the real coward. Accepting this as a motive for the current efforts to control women, the fear of men, men are actually afraid of us, allows us to be much more empathetic and compassionate towards our circumstances. The feminine or right brain intuitive response to the scared man would be one of nurturance and comfort. Every mother knows this is the little boy that never grows up. I believe it is this trait that keeps us tied into abusive situations. We are more concerned for others than ourselves. This is also part of the universal purpose, which we'll explore in later chapters. This explains the vast difference in the definitions of success between the sexes. Unfortunately, I think most women are so conditioned by the male domination of society that we no longer are in touch with what we really think. I felt that success meant money in houses, cars, and clothes. This is what society had taught me, what I was conditioned to believe. The problem was that I had married all of that and still wasn't happy. I had money. There was nothing material I needed or wanted. So why didn't I feel successful? I have come to understand what matters to a woman truly is radically different than what matters to a man. Yes, that is an obvious statement, but like the childbirth manifestation thought, it is so commonly known it is glossed over. There is a deeper meaning. There's also a very good reason why this is so. The definition of success becomes relative to each individual. This can be categorized again in terms of gender bias, but ultimately what I feel as success is not going to be identical to what feels successful to you. The other part of this thought is that the competition in the world between men and women for a societal-based definition of success becomes detrimental on many levels to the women of the world. The carrot on a stick linear approach that drives men to success is not inherent in the female. It is interesting that the female brain has been addressed psychologically as just a smaller version of the male brain, when in fact, research shows this couldn't be further from the truth. Luann Brizadine, MD, wrote a New York Times bestseller called The Female Brain. In it, she states, it is my hope that the female brain will be seen and understood as the finely tuned and talented interest instrument that it actually is. So to finally have scientific evidence of the differences on a neurophysiological level between the male and female brain is evidence of the misconceptions of current cultural beliefs. 
we have somehow begun to think equal is the same as like. It is not. The lives of women are often categorized by relationships. The relationship doesn't have to be romantic. It's a memory trigger for us. The multiple manifestations that we experience, like children. Oh yeah, I remember because I was pregnant with Sally and right after I heard that I went into labor. Or I was with Ron. It was right before we got married and it almost broke us up. These are common points of reference in a female conversation. Do you hear men using relationships as time references? Not very often. Why is that? Let's return to the difference in the actual wiring of the genders. Women are more interested in the relationships of their lives because it is the stick with which to measure their success of manifestation. It is an automatic filter for us to evaluate choices and decisions based on how others will interpret or be, be affected by them. The modern world uses this very trait to immobilize and victimize us. It is ultimately the built-in failsafe of the universal purpose of humanity's ability to manifest reality. So if the preceding ideas are accurate, then the universe would need to protect the entities that would be subjected to our resulting reality from a global breakdown and destruction. Yes, it is still in place despite the nightly news reports. A masculine mindset is about conquering and global domination as clearly defined by the King Pyrrhus tale. The trouble lies in men believing we are wired the same way. They base judgments on what they would do in any given circumstance, as do we all. Women would not choose something that would benefit one child to the distress of another in a natural state. Ultimately, the idea is that the interaction between men and women dictate the reality experienced on this planet for all that dwell here. The ability to create a physical reality from our thoughts and emotions is now a fairly mainstream concept being widely accepted as truth. What isn't being talked about is the difference in the gender roles from this perspective. The male is collecting energy like the bee collects nectar. Then he delivers it to the woman with an almost insatiable sex drive. The woman is receiving this energy and oblivious to the responsibility of prime manifestora, leaving humanity plunging headlong into disaster. It's about the divine feminine and the return to a state of balance between men and women. It's about finding your true identity and not following the trends seeking approval. Shedding the labels of society about emotions being weakness and vulnerability being bad isn't going to be easy. There's a new awareness among us about the need for this change. The desire has been smoldering for generations. It is now the time of revolutionary thinking, enlightenment, that maybe we aren't so smart after all. Maybe we have tried so hard to be what we are not that we are ready to attempt authenticity. The hardest part will be to change our own minds about what we are worth as women. It will require thinking of things from a new direction. We are the prime manifestoras, and the proof is all around us. Let's begin to see with new eyes. Let's begin to create, to manifest the world we all wish we had.